Welcome to the ABLE Podcast, where we open our throat chakras and discuss the cycles of life, transformative experiences, and cover the depths of individual spiritual journeys. I am your host, Courtney, the creator of ABLE Alchemy, where dreams and reality align. I am an intuitive brand designer and sound healer with a passion for bringing people together in community. Thank you for pressing play. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the ABLE podcast. Today, I'm really excited because I have a guest on that I am beyond happy that we are talking about. Her name is Linda Nickel. She's very special. She is a grief coach and the founder of Going Beyond Grief. Linda and I met through Anita and Jen at a really, really deep event that we both went to and I learned a little bit about Linda's story and I knew she had to come on and chat with you guys. Linda, thank you for being here. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for asking me. I'm honored to be here. 
I'm so excited. Your story is so important and I'm really excited for you to share with everyone. Well, thank you very much. Um, my story is basically my life. Yeah. And um, how I became a great coach, which happened within a very short period of time and totally blindsided me. I never saw myself doing this, but, mm-hmm. you know, life has its twists and turns. As Yeah, it does. As you said, you spoke to Jen and Anita, who I've also dealt with many times, and they have kind of, um, through the tools that they use, both the um, astrology, Anita Psychic Gifts, and I've also dealt with other people throughout my life who have had these gifts and tools also. Mm-hmm. I just found out that through these tools that um, this is something I needed to be doing, and it's actually become a unexpected twist and turn in my life. And I think what has happened in my lifetime has brought me to this point. And that's those experiences that gave me the skills I need to help others. Yeah. I found through astrology, through Jen and um, also Anita's gifts that um, a lot of my chart is pointing to people who have died or are dying and um, the grief and loss that they've had to deal with. Uh, I have also experienced many um, losses in my lifetime through family, friends, and others. Mm-hmm. And loss is a part of life. Yeah. We have an expiration date. Yeah. Some are just sooner than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember being um, little. My mom would always bring me along with, I got to go to a wake or a funeral or blah, 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 you know, so-and-so died, whether I knew them or not. So I got used to that as a child. And I think it helped to prepare me as well as the other life experiences that I've had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I've lost my dad uh, suddenly. And when I was 24, he died of a massive heart attack unexpectedly. Oh, wow. It was quite shocking for me. Then um, down the road, I became married and my husband was sickly. He had difficulty with health issues and many, many problems. And several years ago, um, I lost my mother, my husband, and my niece in a 15-month period of time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Before that, after between that period of time and my dad was uh, passing, I lost my brother too. Okay. So most of my family at this point is gone, my immediate family. Uh, I think uh, each loss was different because mm-hmm. each relationship is different. Um, obviously, losing a parent is, is difficult. Losing a sibling is difficult. And each dying of different illnesses. My brother passed away from cancer. My mother was 94. She lived a good life. She she had just uh, a few health issues towards the last six months of her life, but she was okay, and I was okay with losing her. Mm-hmm. Then under two weeks short of a year of her passing, my husband passed away. He was at home with me on hospice for three months before he passed. He um, passed away of cancer. Then short three months after that, my niece passed away suddenly. She um she had been born with a heart defect. Okay. She was an adult when she passed, but her story is actually kind of interesting. Um, she decided that since she had a heart deformity, shall we say, 
um, when she was born, that she wanted to help others that had this. So she decided to become a nurse. She also came in contact with a, a nurse when she was little who had the same heart defect as her, and she said she wanted to help others. So she did. She actually worked out at uh, Christ Hospital in their pediatric surgical heart unit for wow was 17 years. And then um, because of her health issues, she was unable to continue that. Mm -hmm. But she also kind of paid it forward. She um, created, she would go to like Target and stuff and buy baby's clothes that were marked down so that when the parents came to see these children, they were looking nice. They're all dressed up. And uh, looked sweet and pretty for the parents and the visitors. So from that, they um, created a scholarship in her name. And also, she, they created something that's called Patty's Closet. Hmm. So people still donate new baby clothes, baby afghans, toys, blah, 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 for these children to use when they come to the hospital. So that is amazing. Very amazing. So after these experiences, um, my grief was pretty bad. Yeah. I felt as though I couldn't catch my breath. Yeah. Any days that were very difficult, but unfortunately in the society, um, we celebrate life, but we don't really teach someone how to let go of someone who has passed away. Mm -hmm. So that was difficult for me. And the other thing is those three losses, my family was also mourning. They were also grieving. So it was kind of hard for us to be there for each other, but we did the best we could. And also friends, coworkers, whoever, to be honest with you, after a certain amount of time, they don't want to hear it. Yeah. What do you mean you're still grieving? What do you mean it happened you know, six months ago or two weeks ago or whatever it was? And you're like, well, yeah, it doesn't go away overnight. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. And that's the only way to get through it. It for me, I uh I did reading and meditation and prayer and anything I could think of to help me work through it. Mm -hmm. Through it. And we all do. If you want, it's like anything else. If you want to do it, you can. You get through it. Uh that's just part of life. Death is part of life, like I said. Yeah. So after that, um, I, it was quite an awakening for me. And it was just very uh, interesting to have to get through that and, and plug forward with it. Um, since that, I've also lost my sister and her husband. So like I said, I'm the only person left in my immediate family. Wow. And I don't want to sound like I'm gloom and doom because I'm not. No, no, not at all. I'm mom. Uh, and I'm grateful for the experiences I've had too, because I've learned from them. And my goal is to help someone else who's been through it or who's having our time getting through it. Mm -hmm. I know how it is. I've been in those shoes before. Yeah. This is just a part of my life. Mm -hmm. Since then, many wonderful things have happened to me and I'm grateful for each experience that I've had. Mm hmm and it doesn't, these experiences don't define you either. They've no, unfortunately absolutely. happened to you and you've had to learn how to kind of swivel through it. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's definitely been a process, but I also think well, I'm going to refer back to my astrology chart. I think this is, um, this is kind of what I'm here for. This I agree. 
to help others do, to get through, to process, to, to be able to move on because I can speak from experience. Mm-hmm. I, I've been there and I've done that. Not every situation, of course not, but I've still experienced the loss and the different types of loss. You know, I was going to say it's all different, all different kinds of loss and experience. Right. Because you, you, each person has a different relationship. It could be a parent, but you and your siblings have a different relationship with that parent than you do. Uh-huh. So it's going to be different with your, than yours, even though it's the same person. Mm-hmm. And I've also learned that there's so many different types of grief. It's not just the loss of a loved one. I think that's the one that most people think about when you think of grief. But you lose an, a pet, a dog, a cat, whatever. That's a loss. Mm-hmm. Lose a job. That's a loss. Mm-hmm. Be a loss in your status too. A loss of a relationship, divorce, or just a split up of a relationship. So that people grieve over that. And I just think grief isn't addressed in this country the way it should be. And it's not there. It's not there to help people to get through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's something I can do to help someone with this. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree with your point of it's not a topic that is talked about. I think everyone is always like remain positive. Not that everything you need to get deep in there in the nitty gritty shadowy places, but it is important to address those things so you can release and move on. Right. Otherwise it stays stored in your body. Right. And therefore, you know, it stays stored in your body and down the road, it has long-term physical effects on you, not just mental effects. It can just affect you physically. Um, of course, depression is part of it. That's that's a simple thing right there. Not that it's simple. It's just that um, something you can simply relate to, but I can cause other health issues, stomach issues, heart issues, you know, everything that because you're holding all this inside for so long because you're told to just suck it up. Yeah. And you can't. And the ones that usually say suck it up, they've not been through it. Mm-hmm. It was on their foot. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Their experience is different. And theirs can be more overwhelming than they ever expected. Out of all of the loss you experienced, which was the most difficult for you to overcome and why? I think, uh, oh boy, it's tough. I think become like the big three. Yeah. <laughs> my husband, my mom, and my niece. And and each one was different because my mom's was expected. Mm-hmm. My niece was expected. My niece's was not. I think that one caught me off guard the most. And I kind of felt um when I had found out uh she had suddenly got sick and then died quickly after that. Um it just it literally took my breath away. Yeah. It really took my breath away. I was like, what do you mean? How can that be? Even though you were kind of like expecting it, you weren't expecting it. So, you know, the sudden loss can be as difficult as the expected loss. Yeah. It's still a loss mm-hmm. of a, a person or relationship, whatever that is, it's a loss. And working on processing that can be very difficult. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, I think it's, it's different each one. Like I said, it's a different relationship you have with that person. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's like entering brand new territory. Absolutely. Afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's kind of like your life is branching off and starting in a whole new direction and you're leaving Mm -hmm. behind, so to speak, although you're really not. Yeah. You're going forward. There's emotions are still back there. Navigating the new world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's difficult. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Who do you lean on and find the most support in? Good question. I have a good best friend with all this, with my, with with the big three. um, I couldn't lean on family because we were all grieving um, different ways. And so I just, I just knew that I had to take care of it myself and just work through it and just go through the process. And I have to say sometimes you know, you go like for me, I went back to work and they're like, how are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm fine. And you're like, no, you're not fine. Yeah. But just I'll do that because that's what's expected. You can't sit there and go, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing fine, but you know, you're back at work and you can't do that. You have yeah. to stick it up and you have to work and do your job and be on time and, and all of that. And that's, uh, that's hard too. But, Unfortunately, it's what's expected. You can't sit there and fall apart. I mean, you can, you want to, but society won't allow it. So you do it in private mm-hmm. with most people. You know, they'll get through the day and then they'll come home and then they fall apart. Mm-hmm. And they just cry, not turn to alcohol or drugs or anything else um, to get through it yeah. and just process it. Unfortunately, some people do that, which is obviously not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's there's just different ways. It's just on how you look at things, I believe. That's mm-hmm. the part. That's good you have someone though, instead of you being oh, that yeah. force I, I have for a little. Actually, <laughs> I have a great <laughs> Well, I have lots of friends. I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we've been friends for a long time. So. That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> we get each other, so that's a good thing. Good. And then I have to ask a woo-woo yeah. spirit spiritual question. Sure. Do you feel them around you as you move on with your life? Those have passed. Yes. Um, so and her husband were the ones that passed the most recently. And uh, shortly after they passed, and, and I have felt other people's presence before. And most of the time, it's kind of right here by my left shoulder that I just feel their energy. And they don't always physically say anything. But I feel their energy there. And I'll say, oh, hi, so-and-so, because I can tell who it is. Mm-hmm. No. But I have to tell you this funny story <laughs> about my husband. So my husband would drop the F-bomb almost every sentence. That was personality. That's just who he was. He didn't mean anything by it. That was mm-hmm. just. So like I said, he was home with me at hospice. And about uh, three days before he passed, he lost his voice. Mm-hmm. so again my best friend was with me that day it just happened to work out that way and he was trying to tell me something and I couldn't understand him and I put my ear to his mouth and I still couldn't understand him he was like just mouthing the word so I said I'm sorry I don't know what you're trying to tell me so he couldn't say anything so he flipped me off <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it was hilarious she goes did he just flip you off I go yep that was him. <laughs> oh my goodness. So see, it's not all horrible. That's yeah. And I have to say, 
after he passed also, and I'm not sure, it wasn't a real long period of time, a month or so. I can remember, and for some reason, they always seem to show up at two in the morning. Don't know why, but that's their time. And I, and it's like he was standing at the foot of my bed going, Linda, Linda, Linda. I just saw him sleep, and I was like, what? It's like screaming, and I scared the dog. Yeah. What? And they stopped. And then I basically dropped the F-bomb on him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Role reversal. <laughs> universal right yeah like why did you wake me up kind of thing was what that was about so yeah yeah so they happened like twice and then I left and I went back to sleep yeah um, so after that no I've not really felt his presence but I know <laughs> he's been with me sometimes but that was part of just our relationship too you know we were always uh that way with each other so it was okay um but yeah that's my favorite story about my husband when he was passing away so I can like I said, you know, you take what you can get out of each situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my mother, um, unfortunately, when she was sick, I, she was in a uh, rehab center because she had fallen. And uh, I came into the room that morning. I would go visit her every Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, break her egg with muffin because she loved it. Oh. So I walked in one day. It's a Saturday. I look at her. I go, Huh. And I go, oh, the nurse happened to be standing outside her door. And I go, my mother's dying. She goes, no, she's not. We're going to get her off the bed. I said, I'm telling you, my mother's dying. Go look at her. What she was. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So that kind of was, you know, expected, but not expected. You know, um, it happened to be the day after Easter that year when she passed away. Hmm. And my husband, um, <laughs> yeah had to go for a treatment that morning um for his liver cancer and so I I knew the doctors that was doing the procedure on him I know him very well and I came in that day and I said hey doc you know as soon as you're done will you let me know And he's looking at me like well of course I said well you know my mom passed away this morning and I got things to do <laughs> oh my gosh I said yeah he's like oh my god I said no, it, you know, it just happened that way, but I couldn't stop the procedure because he needed that. Yeah. I could do it for my mother anyway. Oh my goodness. And, uh, yeah. So it's just kind of how it went. And then, so that was good. That was, she died the day after Easter. My husband died the following good Friday, hmm. which was about two weeks less uh, than a year from my mom's passing. And again, he used to always say kiddingly, of course, you know, I'm going to be like Jesus and die on Good Friday so I can be resurrected on Easter Sunday. No way. Friday. Eh, you know. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's just kind of things. You know, my dad, my dad's story was interesting. Um, he was 60, 62 or 63. I can't remember when he passed away. He retired in June. Mm -hmm. Insisted that him and my mother go to the cemetery and pick out cemetery lots and she's like oh come on you just retired you know we got blah 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 blah, blah. so he's insisting she's like all right let's just do this and get it over yeah. so they do and a week later we were buried yeah. wow it's like yeah. he knew intuitively he knew i yeah. i truly believe he knew i really did he he wasn't feeling good and just wasn't telling us what i think it was so mm -hmm. i guess everybody knows maybe yeah. that's kind of uh the thing you know even my mom I have to say I was remember I remember I was going to buy her a new tv set because her tv was shot and I said mom let me buy you a new tv 
no, no, just wait, just, just wait a little while. And then a few months later, she was gone. So mm-hmm. I believe we do know some yeah. people, you know, that's so interesting. My grandmother was like the first person that I really lost and she passed away the day she was supposed to meet my husband and we all went to the hospital she died at Elmhurst hospital actually and my sisters were there I was the the only one who wasn't there and I was like rushing to get there and she waited till I got in the room to pass away and I just thought Mm. that that was so crazy I remember like they are she was did not was not doing well was not her eyes she was were open, but you. she was waiting. And I just thought mm-hmm. that was so crazy. Well, I find I worked in oncology uh, several years and I'm not a nurse, but anyway, um, I have found that people who are dying, they either it's it's kind of one or two ways. You, they're either waiting for somebody or something, even an event. My mother-in-law was waiting for her grandson to get married and then she passed away like a week after that. So wow. He was kind of waiting for an event or most of, or the other extreme is they're going to pass away when nobody's around. You step out of the room and they go. Yeah. Because, because they don't want anyone to see it. Yes. So it's, you know, they're either waiting for you or they're like, no, just go away. You know, interesting. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely interesting. So each one is different. Just like, uh, you know, we're individual. Yeah. And I said, our expiration dates are, <laughs> are different in the way we choose to to pass away are different too. So there's just so much to all of it. Uh, there really is. We really realize in all of the whole scheme of things, so to speak. Yeah. And I think one lesson out of this too, is that it's so important to live your life to the fullest because you really never know when your expiration date is. Absolutely. And that's why also grief coaching is so important because you don't want to mm-hmm. be stuck in the past. No. You need to live no, your you- life. Right, right. And that person wouldn't want you to be stuck. Mm-hmm. They want you to go on and move on. Maybe that's why they left. Maybe they think you can't go on unless they're gone. Mm-hmm. That's what propels you forward. It, it's just not each person, like I said, each person is different. It's so hard to uh, mm-hmm. say. And coaching people, yeah, there's kind of a little outline you do, but you can't even go by that because it's so different. Um, so I want to tell you a little bit about what I do with my clients. Yeah. Uh, what first thing is we do like an initial meeting, kind of a, a meet and greet. And again, it's on either the computer or telephone, whichever is most comfortable for the client. So I'll do a little bit of a background on them and, and, you know, who they seem, who or what they seem to be grieving about and get their information. And then at that point, we set up uh, a meeting for them to come to uh, once a week for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time it's, it can be uh, four to eight weeks, depending. Okay. It's longer because everybody is different. Uh, so that is uh, how that part works. But I can be reached, of course, through goingbeyondgrief.com. There's also a phone number, 630-200-5756. That uh, check out the website. If you have any questions, send me that email. I'll gladly answer it for you. I just want to tell everybody that you can do it. You can get through it. Yeah. It's like anything else. You want to work for it. 
it's yours. Yeah. That brass ring and you get through it and you you can move on. And you're gonna miss that person. Of course you are. Of course you are. That may never go away, but mm -hmm. you to live with that and you fill that empty space with other things. And by that I'm saying maybe you lost somebody and they've always wanted to ride a roller coaster, whatever. Okay, so let's go ride a roller coaster because so-and-so never got to do that. Mm -hmm. that. I love that. It's keeping that connection there. Yeah. It's, it's remembering them. You're like you said, you're never going to forget some people after they've lost somebody, you know, the holidays are tough for people. Yeah. And what they decide to do is they'll set a place at the table for that lost loved one, like they're still there. And that's whatever works for that person. Because again, you're going to be dealing with things different. And the reason we grieve is because we love. Yeah. That's the thing that we are human beings. We're social beings. Mm -hmm. We love people and we love our pets and our jobs and all these under other wonderful things. And that's just part of our lives as human beings. Mm -hmm. this. So I guess what I'm saying is, of course, everybody's journey is different. This is just mine. And it's actually the Reader's Digest version of mine. <laughs> the skimmed version. <laughs> well, it's uh, difficult for people don't want to hear all this. Um, I've just taken it as a part of my life and I've just been able to luckily move forward and you mm -hmm. can, and I'm proof of it. Yeah. And I'm, it. and I'm proof that I can move forward, but I can help someone else move forward too. Yeah. You want to do it? You can. Yeah. It takes, you're going to do it tomorrow? No. Mm -hmm. It takes time. Mm-hmm. You, you lost somebody today. You are not ready to talk to me because you haven't processed things yet. Yeah. But sometimes people who lost a loved one years ago still have not been able to process that grief. Call me, send me an email, whatever. Get in touch with me. Reach out to me. Mm -hmm. I will do my best to work with you. Yeah. Well, you're a safe space for people and you hold, yes. hold space. I think it's yes. hard to find and it sounds like it's very different than traditional talk therapy as well too you're kind of thinking of different ideas and different ways to cope with these things while holding space and have been firsthand in that experience you are a very very safe space for something like this so i think it's amazing that you yeah. went into this field and are offering this because it's so needed it's so needed it's Yes, it's truly needed. And the difference between grief coaching and grief counseling is, the re again, the short version is a grief counselor, somebody who is a counselor, whatever type of counselor they are, they're going to take you back to the time when you're like two years old and, you know, mommy didn't give you the cookie you wanted and blah, 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 bringing you up to today. Well, that's can take years and years and years of therapy mm -hmm. to get you from the point where you've lost that loved one recently or even if it was a few years ago we're focusing on that mm -hmm. focusing on their loss but to move you forward yeah that's to move you forward that's beautiful that's just to move you forward because that's what you need you are kind of and I hate to use it but stuck yeah in that area 
mm-hmm. your life and you want to move beyond it, but you just can't. And you don't know how. Yeah. And it's tough. I can I can truly say it's very difficult. It yeah. almost feels like energy work the way you're describing it. You're like <laughs> moving stuck, it, dense energy. <laughs> well, and it is though. If you think about it, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. You're using a lot of energy by grieving. Yeah. It's all kinds of emotions and emotions are energy. You know that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is energy work. It's and, just really interesting when you were saying that it just felt very similar to that. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And, you know, emotions, like I said, they're energy and they will, they can do a lot of things to you. Hopefully you want the good ones. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you out. But uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, something in our society that is just, in a way, it's like taboo to talk about it in many ways. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, yeah, I don't want to hear about that. You know, your friends aren't going to listen to you for six months about losing your whoever it is. They're like, I'm, I'm done with that. You know, let's let's move on. I don't want to hear it anymore. If you if you're lucky enough to find that one friend, you're in a lucky person because they yeah. don't want to hear it. Yeah. And it is a societal thing because I have a lot of good friends, a few very close friends who have lost parents and loved ones at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's talked about. I mean, around the funeral and during that time, it's a very heavy, discussed thing. But what is a piece of advice maybe that you could offer me or anyone else listening who has had someone in their life that they love who lost someone that they love? How can you support them over time? You know, sometimes it's just being there, just listening. You don't have to even say a word. Mm -hmm. Just listening, letting them vent, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I remember when my my husband passed away. I was, of course, with the casket, blah blah blah. And you know, you get all this. You know, if you need something, please call me. Let me know. Yeah, blah blah. And you're standing there like, okay. So yeah. then, it happened to me. So I can say this. Um, a few months later, I needed something, so I called a friend and I said, "Hey, can you do about yeah, no. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't what you were saying to me several months ago. You know, again, it's people, unfortunately, they don't know what to say mm-hmm. or they say the wrong things. You know, they say, well, and, and we're all guilty of it. Again, I think it's just our society. Oh, well, they're not suffering anymore. Well, true, but I am, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, you know, he's in a better place, so they're with God, and, and which is all true. Mm-hmm. But he's gone, he's taken care of, or she, whoever, but you're still there. You're still the one picking up the pieces. Yeah. So one to two weeks after that person's gone, it's it's amazing to just be in a in the house or whatever with that person gone. It's totally unbelievable to walk into the house and nobody's there yeah to not have that person there yeah so um you know pick up the phone and call the person or whatever it is you know just not to have that communication is very very difficult because you're just used to it it's just that that comfort thing and then you don't have so that's um that's very devastating yeah Talk about like large experience, life-changing experiences, finding out 
who is really there for you in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You learn um, shortly after that, who your true friends are. Yeah. Even with family too. They're like, you know, it's the same thing. Again, I just think it's our society that we've, we've not been taught or, or even tried to learn how to deal with someone who's grieving. Yeah. Because they're either afraid to say the wrong thing or they just don't want to hear it anymore mm-hmm. because it's not theirs. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. Um, I've been lucky most of my life. I guess you'd call it luck. I've always considered myself a good listener. I mean, I have been to the point, and this happens, I'm sure, to other people too, not just me. And I can remember being in grammar school and having my little school friends come up, Linda, can I talk to you? Sure. So whatever it is, they think I'm the confidant. <laughs> so they talk to me about whatever it is, and that's it. And I still to the day, I have strangers come up to me, tell me their life story, and I just think, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I never see them again. So yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad. Maybe they just felt that's a good thing. <laughs> it's very awkward sometimes. It's kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah. If anything, that shows that you are such a safe space for people. I guess so. I, I never thought of it that way. I just and and I you know I honor their wishes. I mean, that's that's what it is, you know. Um, and it's a confidentiality thing, which I'm pretty darn good at since I've had so much experience with it throughout mm-hmm. life um so yeah I guess I am a safe space that's that's a good way to put it and yeah so hopefully my clients feel that way too that I am a safe space and they can tell me anything yeah that's what it's about yeah you know, just listening so yeah um another thing I hear my clients do is I give them each a little bit of homework every week and it's nothing much. I, I ask them to journal every day about the loss. Some do, some don't. I can't force that, but I just helpful if you do. And then I'll give them a little, you know, sentence or something that, to think about and then write it down. And then we discuss that the next session and some little things like that. So when I talk homework, I'm not talking to you about the 12 page paper on it or <laughs> whatever. It's just, something to think about to to work through the process yeah and realize things and see that things will change they will get better yeah it's just again again time is is really a a big part of it Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it almost sounds like self-reflection inner work too it is it is definitely um and like I said people don't want to talk about so write it down yeah Write it down. Tell me what you wrote. We'll talk about it. We'll work through it. We'll get out. We'll on to the next thing if you're comfortable with that. If not, we'll stay with that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to force you to quickly go through the process. And it is a process. Yeah. I can explain that. Yeah. Journaling is one of my favorite tools ever. What has been one of your not like your client's favorite tools, but your favorite tool for healing with the, all the grief you've experienced? Uh, journaling has helped me a lot. And I truly am new to journaling. By that, I mean, just in the last two or three years, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've done so many, um, like I said, I've done the meditation and I've done the journaling and praying and thinking and surfing the web and anything I could do reading, um, about any of this. And I can't remember, I guess death really is in my 
horoscope because I can remember after my dad died, um, I read a lot of books on death and dying, a lot of books on life after death, all of those things. And I think when I look back at that, it all helped to prepare me to what I'm doing now. Yeah. So it's like uh, every step of the way, it was strengthening your gifts to help other people. Exactly. Exactly. And I think this has truly become my my calling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're going to do amazing (laughs) things. Well, thank you. Thank you. I don't know if it's amazing, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you really will help a lot of people. I hope so. I mean, that's, that's the goal. That's what I want to do because, um, it's like I said, it's comfortable when I, and I just love doing it. Mm-hmm. That's I absolutely love doing that. Yeah. Some people are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it's a comfort zone, unfortunately, but not a comfort zone everybody wants either um but all for a reason and for purpose absolutely absolutely yeah um, it is I like I said I absolutely love doing it um I still work a full-time job and do that on the side so uh it's good it's all good for me that's good amazing thank you so much for coming on Linda I really appreciate it thank you so much Courtney I'm so glad we were finally able to get together. I know. I know. I talked about about. it for a long time. You know what? It was meant to be this way and I'm okay with it. Yes. Um, I thought to prepare me a little bit more too. Yeah. I've listened to your other podcasts and enjoyed all of those too. So I've made some changes in yours and uh, that's awesome for you. Thank you. Well, for you too. Thank you so much. And then I know you mentioned the phone number that people can contact you on. You're also on Facebook as well, correct? Um, my Facebook page isn't quite up yet, but you can okay. go to my website. The okay, on your website. Coming up uh, shortly. Awesome. In a week or two, something like that. Amazing. I'll have that linked in the bio for the episode so everyone can click on it and check you out. Okay, great. I just want to say to everybody, you can do it. You can get through it. You can process it. You can move forward. There's help out there of all kinds. I think we just need to be aware of it mm-hmm. and look for it. And like I said, I'm glad glad to help anybody I can. Um, but it's it's hopefully things that um, our society will start embracing this kind of help for others. Absolutely. So, yeah baby steps. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's, yeah. You're moving forward and not backwards. So that's exactly. Fine. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Linda. Oh this has God. been an thank amazing, you. amazing conversation. Oh, thank you, Courtney. I enjoyed it. I, like I said, I don't want to think that I'm all gloom and doom because my life is really good now and I can't complain. Um, I don't even look at it as being horrible. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just part of my life and mm-hmm. and that's it you know just keep plugging along yeah you know, better yeah thank you so much again for having me and i hope to see you soon oh yes absolutely thank you for me
To learn more about Able Alchemy, visit us on Instagram at Able Alchemy or visit www.ablealchemy.com.